There's a drive in Kelly for like serious self-worth. Get curious about sex. I'm not only going to woo my partner, but I'm going to woo myself. And then meditate. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a monk. You're not always in control. And it was like pride, not have periods, not have emotions. I'm going to need to feel everything. I found in those shattered pieces my truth. We're just piling more shame and judgment on top of the original problem. You're sick. Your body's revolting against you. Epstein-Barr virus, cytomegalovirus. These are things that can be simmering on you that you don't know. And they're the trigger for your problem. Making the connection between your mind and your body, your emotional needs. That is how we heal. You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Wow, wow, wow. I'm going to keep this intro short because this episode goes a little longer than normal, but it was a very much warranted. My dear friend, Emily Green, also known as Emily the Medium, She came on to tell us what is happening in the spiritual world. What do we need to hear from the ethers, our angels, our guides, and a little explanation for what's going on, the shift in consciousness, how we can tap into our intuition, really surrender to what's happening. And she helps me understand the uh, no man that I've been seeing that I finally got the courage to tell you all about. So make sure you check out Emily on Instagram at Emily the Medium. And before we get into this one, don't forget, if you haven't listened to my girls, Rachel and Leah of the Basic Witches podcast, you have to get over there. They are talking all things spiritual comedy. They really infuse a lot of fun into the woo-woo space. They do card readings every time. And let me tell you, I've been on their show. They are accurate as fuck. So go check out Basic Witches on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to their show, leave them a five-star review, of course, because girls got to support their girls. All right. Enjoy this one with Emily. Emily, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to be here. So good to see you. You too. Oh, you know, I've had a lot of conversations in this online retreat series over the week, and it's been amazing because everyone has a different perspective and a different experience. And Mm -hmm. some people are very spiritual and connected. Other people have that aspect, but they're also very grounded and rooted in the the human experience. And Mm -hmm. you are one of the most tuned in, tapped in motherfuckers that I know. So I'm very excited to hear from your perspective, what you are feeling and hearing from the ethereal world and how that is sitting with you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I feel like I could talk about this for three hours. (laughs) You know, there's so much, there's so much. So, I mean, but we're just, we'll just get into it because, and I, and I love what you said too, because there are so many different perspectives right now. There are so many different angles that we can look at this from and so many different ways that we can think about this. And so I've been really, you know, as this is kind of my default, um, the, the kind of the higher etheric connection, that's my default, but it's been really interesting to sort of navigate having, you know, receiving information there and then filtering it through kind of the, the human lens as well. Uh, that's the, and just seeing all of the t- ways that people are kind of sitting with this and processing this and making sense of it and all that kind of good stuff. And I think that that's really, and, and here's the thing I, I, I want to just highlight that no, I think everybody is entitled of their own experience. And I'm, I'm sure you've noticed this too, of people are having such varying experiences of this time. 
There are people who are having a wonderful time of it and they're enjoying the time and the space. And there are people who are, you know, it's, there's such a polarity and there's in between and there's things, people having experiences in between and things like that. So I want to speak to all of that, to every kind of every part on the spectrum of this experience. Um, I think that's really important because there's people who, you know, just, I, I, I also have a lot of kind of conversations with clients and things like that and have been having so many over the last couple of weeks. And I know people, the, again, the spectrum is so large there, even just for me, where I know people who are positive and they're working with that. They have family members who are positive, but then I also have people who are having just a completely transformational, transcendental experience of this whole thing. So it's so varied. It's so multi-layered, but where I want to start with this is just kind of going back a couple months to sort of like the end of 2019, because I think the thing with this whole situation right now is that it caught a lot of people off guard. It caught us kind of, you know, we're like, what, where did this come from? It accelerated incredibly quickly and things changed not only day to day, but moment to moment, hour to hour, minute to minute. And I think that that's one of the parts that is so incredibly uh, destabilizing for a lot of people in human bodies because we're like things are accelerated and moving so fast and I can't keep up, you know. And, and I am hearing the the main kind of feedback I'm hearing from a lot of people is I'm so up and down, which I'm like, yeah, because there's certain days where we've kind of caught up to the level of where the energy's at, and we're like, okay, I'm, I'm okay, you know, I'm, I'm hanging, you know, I'm doing fine. And then the next day, it's the complete opposite experience. There's grief, there's sadness, there's hot, really, really large range of emotion. And so it's very up and down. And, and there's a very kind of polarizing um, experience here. But what I want to say is that this has really, this whole experience, whether we had the kind of conscious awareness of it or not, has really been kind of rumbling for quite a while. Um, you know, I mean, really, if we're, if we're really thinking about it, it's for the last couple of years. And so at the end of 2019, for me, you know, I was talking to a lot of people just about the upcoming year and things like this. And, and they were kind of, you know, asking my take on what I thought it was going to be like. And to be honest, at the end of 2019, I was like, you know, it kind of makes me nervous. Um, I was like, I don't know exactly how this is all going to play out. But I do know that it is going to be, I mean, our world and the way that we look at the world is never going to be the same after 2020. I mean, the first three months we're in and we're like, you know, the way we look at the world has completely changed. So I think that there was, it was always sort of a, you know, in the previous years leading up to 2020, that there was a very big kind of preparatory period. Um, and that's a big message that, that I've been kind of getting is that whether we've known it or not, we have been preparing for this in one way or another. We've been kind of gathering the tools and doing the, the, you know, the, the self-work and awakening to our power and learning how to surrender. Because if you haven't noticed, um, this, this whole experience is like one big, massive surrender of all control and certainty. I mean, that's exactly what it is. If we could sum it up into a couple of words, that would be a really great way to do it. And so we have been kind of, you know, we really have been preparing for this in, in, in one way or another. But again, it, it, it is the way it, it's hit and how heavy it's hit has been so caught so many, so many people off guard. And, and there was no, I mean, it, it was sort of predicted that it, this is what the energy around it would be like, although maybe not exactly how this was all playing out. But I think 
that this is a time of, I mean, obviously we know this is an incredibly historic time in, in, terms, of, uh, in terms of human experience, and this will be talked about and referenced back to I mean, hundreds and hundreds of years from now. And so I want to think about that from not only is it historic physically, but this is also incredibly historic evolutionary in an evolution kind of perspective. And if there's one thing that we are here to do as human beings and as souls, it's to evolve. And so this is just one big, massive, kind of very uncomfortable evolution. But on the other side of that, the other thing that we are as human beings is incredibly adaptable. And that's one thing that I've been telling people a lot is, you know, you are, you not only are adaptable as a human being, but you're also adaptable as a, as a higher vibrational uh, being and, and, and soul. And so that's what we're doing right now is we're kind of learning to not only just adapt, but also where can we leave behind old kind of archaic patterns and thought forms and belief systems and power structures and not only within our internal experience but also in the external world which is another interesting point i want to touch on too because that's another whole thing but it's really i mean the couple words that come to me when i think about them that have been kind of coming when i ask for information about this and I will say just when I have kind of gone up and been like, okay, you know, a couple of times, like what, 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 you know, what, you know, even a couple of times when this first kind of came on the scene, I was like, okay, you know, give me the, like, give me the, like the, you know, give me the info. Right. And it's, it's really, I think one thing that if, if there's kind of a collective message that a lot of people's uh, sort of, you know, um, guides want them to know, I guess you could say is that, we're not, it, it can feel really uh, very much like we're being um, punished. Uh, that's, that's, that's how a lot of people have been feeling like I'm, you know, this is a punishment or this is a, you know, this is, um, that, that's the word that comes to mind. And so from their perspective, they see us kind of taking this as, um, you know, a punishment in a way. And that's where they're kind of wanting us to reframe. Because what, one of the, another thing about this is that, it's really, there's a huge reclamation of power theme here. That's, it's massive. That's one of the biggest things. And I was talking about this the other day where if we think about where are we giving away our power to external narratives or people or systems or thought patterns or belief systems or things like that, because that's really one of the biggest parts on it on a collective level. And obviously it's going to be very individually different for each person. It's hitting people. Like I said, it's hitting people individually very differently, but collectively, this is a reclamation of power. And the one thing that the whole fear narrative around this is doing is it's having us surrender our power to the fear narrative, which is, which is kind of the counter that's very counterintuitive to what this time is meant for. And I, what I will say with that is that there's no pressure to kind of have that beautiful power reclaiming the spiritual experience right away. Um, some people are having that again, like I said, and it'll take a little bit more time. And there's one thing that we have with this from, for some people, not all people, but it's more time and, and more time to kind of sit with that. So so, you know, people have been, I'm not having a spiritual experience at all. This is horrible. And, and I'm hating every moment of this. And, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I hear you. I get but, you. But isn't that also a spiritual experience? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a beautiful way to reframe it. Absolutely. Totally. And it just takes some kind of time for that to come around for some people that, oh yeah, that experience or what I was having there is actually a part of the whole grand scheme. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it's, there's, there's so much to it, but I think really on a, on a macro level as well, the other thing I want to say about this is that our whole kind of view and lens and the way that we see the world and how power systems and structures and people in traditional kind of positions of power is really changing. And, and that's very evident in, you know, the way that the world is working. And so what up here has sort of been telling me is like, that's, there's a crumbling that's happening and we are feeling kind of the, um, you know, the, the aftershock of, of that crumbling experience as well. And, and the best thing that we can do in our world and in our day to day is um, to really kind of, you know, take, like I said, take back our power in, in the experience, pull back our power into the body from where we've invested it into different narratives or different fears or different, um, you know, kind of projections of where this is all headed. And, and kind of taking that and making that on our own experience. Um, because, and that's what I keep telling people is that, yeah, it's really easy to be in the collective experience right now. So easy. It's, it's everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. It's all over the place. And so how can we kind of pull that power back in and create our own personal experience out of this? And, and that's not to feed into the, kind of, you know, some of, there's a lot of like, you know, hustle messaging and like pivot and just, you know, do it. And, and that's fine. And I think that that's going to work for some people, but it's about that. And it's more about power, pulling the power back into the body. And that may mean that you feel more creative and you feel inspired and you feel this and that, or it just might, that might have a totally different uh, presentation for you individually. Um, so I forget where I was going with all of this. I'm kind of just on a tangent now. I, no, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, one thing that I will say, another thing that I will say too, that, that is, that has been really kind of a clear message as well is that obviously we are searching for meaning as well. We're searching for truth and everybody has their own different kind of experience of truth and their truth and my truth and your truth and all that kind of stuff. And that's wonderful. And that's what this time is here to give to us. But I think where some people are getting confused is when that's being shared and they're kind of going, oh, should that be my truth as well? Should that be my experience? Should that be how I'm, you know, experiencing this, this whole time? Should I be doing more with this time? Should I be doing this and that? So I think that's where it's causing some of the noise and, and feeding into where there already is quite a lot of noise. And so, um, you know, so I just keep, keep telling people that this is just your what is this going into your, you know, yourself into meditation, into spiritual practice, whatever you want to call it. And kind of going, just asking the question, I've been having people sit down and do this and just say, okay, what is this time trying to teach me individually, not collectively, because we know that, you know, we know what's going on on a big, big, big kind of picture. I mean, we kind of know um, on a bigger, on a bigger sort of scale, but what is this kind of, how is this teaching me or where is this taking me individually? And it may even be so subtle. It may be really subtle where it's just like, Hey, you're just supposed to, you know, this is like being okay with the uncertainty or 
or reclaiming your power from where you've where you've kind of given your power away to various systems or people or you know or belief systems or or whatever the case might be and then how can you take that and 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 use that after this this time is is done which you know this this will come to an end that's the good news <laughs> thank goodness um yeah i, I think I'm, i think I, I mean there's so much more but but yeah. I, I hope i hope i'm answering your questions no you are i want to i want to build on something you said about pivoting and doing And as a recovering type A controlling perfectionist, I really understand that. And I think especially in times of chaos and when you feel like you've lost control, we step into a place of doing because it makes us feel better. I mean, I notice like I can't tell you how many times I have cleaned this house since this shit started. (laughs) And for some people, it's disordered eating and it's controlling what you're putting in your mouth and other people they're doing, you know, activities or they're working on their business nonstop. Mm-hmm. And so I'll use Connor as an example because this just happened. He yeah. said the other day he he was already in a transition as this started and he said I'm going into the woods and he came home and he felt a little defeated and I was like what's going on and he's like well I went mm-hmm. out there to kind of figure out what I want to do coming out of this. Like what can I start mm-hmm. on? What can I do? And mm-hmm. I came up with nothing. And yeah. I felt for him, but then it made me think, what if it's not about the answers? Like, what if it's not about working on something specific? What if this is just about clearing all the noise and all the stuff so that you have the space to let whatever is meant to come, come? I think so many of us didn't have space before this to do a lot of things, to be a lot of things, to experience and get curious about a lot of different stuff. And so now it's like all of a sudden distractions and noise are gone and we have the space and we feel like we're doing something wrong because we don't have an answer. We don't have something to focus on. I would love for you to speak on just allowing this space. And like you said, surrendering to the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's such an important point because I think what is it's, 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 and again, like I said, for some people, that's the experience that they're having and that's fantastic. I mean, good for you. I'm not having that experience either. <laughs> good job. But, um, you know, so yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's kind of where that messaging, that one size fits all that black and white, you know, this is what it's going to be for you. That messaging is really damaging and it can be really, really toxic. And, and, and this is the thing is when we are, I want to touch on just kind of the, 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 just how it is even to move through this experience as a sensitive person. I know you talked about this on your show the other day. Fantastic. Because in just even that in and of itself is that we take on kind of that conditioning of like, you know, you've got to do this with your time and you need, but that's still the narrative. That's still the kind of the, Hey, this is what you should be doing, or this is the answers that you should be getting. And you have the time. It's just this kind of toxic capitalistic kind of how our worth is connected to what we can create and what we can, um, you know, uh, produce and what we can achieve um, and all that kind of stuff. And exactly, it can just be space and we don't necessarily even have to, because I think the other thing too, is that sometimes when we have answers, when we get like the idea or the thing or, you know, the, the, the next direction that we want to move in, there's this kind of um, pressurized system to act on that immediately and to take that forward and to move that into the world and go, 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 go. And I think that that's, that's very valid. And it's sort of, but the thing about this time is that, and that's still possible and lots of people are still doing that. But 
the thing about this time is it's just not the right climate to do that. So we really actually, when we're kind of forcing the answers and forcing the insight and forcing ourselves to try and have some sort of beautiful experience or some sort of awakened experience that can actually add to the, you know, it's like when we want something so, 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 so bad. And that's, you know, that's that we want something. We want to receive something or we want to understand something or receive the clarity on something. It makes it so much harder to actually get there um, because we're kind of, our energy is, is, is tensed. It's, it's, it's forced. It's kind of pushing for whatever it is, the thing that we're looking for. So, you know, I think what I would say to people who are in, you know, that, that space that, that a lot of us are where we're receiving this messaging from wherever that's coming from social media or media or wherever it is kind of hitting us at, or maybe it's not, we're not even, that's not even coming from a, a, you know, a media space. It's just you're, you're doing, you know, just your individual process of feel like feeling confused is, is okay right now. You know, it, it's, that's an okay. That's a very acceptable place to be. That's an incredibly acceptable place to be. And that, you know, what can we find even in that confusion? I think that's wonderful. So I really, I really applaud the people who are not actually doing anything with this time. Um, I think it's great. And I think it's really, it's kind of, that's a resistance in and of itself. That's a rebellion where, Hey, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use this time in the way you think I should use this time and, you know, make, make the best of it or, you know, or, or you've been begging for this time and now you have it and what are you going to do with it? It's just all very kind of toxic, you know? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And I think that again, and if that's not your experience, that's fine. Everybody's having such varied experiences. And, uh, and I think what I would say is just living in one size fits all world. And we, we never have been, but the problem is, is that, and this is one of the things that's changing. This is one of the things that needs to change that has to change where there's a box and there's a model and there's a mold of how this has to look or how this has to be. And it's going to be the same for everybody. And you're going to have this experience. And so are you you and you and you and you and you. And that's just not the world we're living on right now. And so that really has to change where we are all having our own individual experiences. And, and that's great. That, that's, that's the point. You know, everybody is so, we know this, how unique and how, um, and how different everybody, every person, every human being, every soul on this planet is. We don't all have the same mission. So how can we be, be fit in the mold of, you know, if this is what you have to do, or this is how you have to use this or this or that. So it's just unrealistic. And, you know, like I said, from a, from a, a higher kind of perspective is that your purpose of this may actually be just, like I said, confusion. You know, how do you sit with confusion? How do you, how do you become okay with it? How do you become okay with uncertainty? That might be the lesson, the lesson for a lot of people. And so, you know, it might not be, you know, awareness and, and all that, all that um, clarity and all that kind of good, good stuff, which is great. But, um, but how can we sit with the confusion, the uncertainty, the, the loss of control, the compulsion to control, whatever the case may be. So it's, um, I mean, it's, it's just so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. Yeah. And I think to your point for me, and I talked about this the other day on my show, to me, this all comes down to choosing yourself, mm-hmm. honoring where you are, choosing yourself and your experience and not, uh, you know, I had someone message me yesterday about wanting to see me sad and upset and needing more posts from that place. And I thought, okay, well, I've 
posted those things and I have been on a roller coaster of emotions and I was crying for a week straight and I was so confused and I just, I kind of lost my shit. And then I got to a place of like something opened and changed in me. It's like the light switch flipped on and I just felt this, this change and this awakening. And so I was dancing and I was having fun and I was being more playful and I was like, Oh, I can Mm -hmm. step into this role. I can be this version of myself and allow that and honor that for me. And what I think is that we're constantly looking left and right and saying, oh, how is she handling this? How is this affecting her? Oh, should I be like that? Should I do that? And at the end of this, I keep saying if we are in the same place or we are operating the same way as when this Mm -hmm. shit began, we did Mm -hmm. not choose ourselves. Because if we choose ourselves, we grow. Whether that is a lot of tears and confusion, which is what you were saying, being in that state and being okay sitting with that. Or if it's expanding into a new career, a different relationship, a different way of belief about yourself and your own stories. There has to be a level of choosing ourselves, whatever that looks like, and not worrying about the noise and the chaos that is in our environment. Absolutely. And what I like about that, which you just said, that example too, is that it's another kind of mold that we're breaking out to of, of, of the way that our experience is dictated by the outside world and said, Hey, this is the experience that you should be having. You should be experiencing this, or you should be experiencing this specific subset of emotions or, you know, or, um, positive, negative, whatever it is. Yeah. So that's, that's the other thing that we're breaking out of is that there is no dictated, you know, it's like there, it's just this bigger, 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 bigger picture of control and like all of the micro macro ways that have, that we are either trying to control ourselves and control and dictate our own experience that is creates kind of like an inner resistance between what our soul actually wants and how we're trying to dictate the experience with, um, you know, our control. Um, but also, you know, being our, our experience being dictated and controlled by the outside world, which I think is really interesting too, just in the context of how we are all quarantined in our homes right now, where, you know, that for a lot of people that can be, okay, I'm been obviously, you know, it's necessary and, and it needs to happen, but it's just interesting to think about it from the perspective of I'm being ordered essentially to stay within the confines and the four walls of my home and how that can actually cause a little bit of resistance. Like what, you know, and again, it's necessary and definitely stay within your homes and things like that. But what I've been calling this is kind of like how we can reclaim our personal power, even when we are being told, Hey, this is what you need to do. This is how you have to, right. It's like, yeah, but that's not going to be the way that I, you know, okay. Yeah. I'm going to stay within my home and be quarantined and whatever, but I'm going to have my own experience of it. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm rebellious in that way. And I don't like to follow the, you know, I mean, rules are good and important, but, but I think that even thinking about that, about it that way, where we let's change the, even like changing our own personal narrative of like, you know, yes, I do have to stay here at home, Um, but how can I kind of reclaim my power and make that my own experience sort of thing? So that's, I think that's also really interesting just in that context. I forget where I was going. Well, because you're, you're always in choice. And this is what I say every day because when I realized this, it's exactly what you just said. So I'm so glad you brought it up. I was like, 
we all feel so confined, like we have been put in a prison and we're not allowed to do anything. So then we throw our hands up in the air and say, well, I have no choices. I can't do anything because they said so. And it's like, um, yeah, that's not how it's going. You are still in choice of how you operate every day. Even if it is just in your home or on the sidewalk or in your backyard, you're still in choice for how you show up in the world, how you interact, the beliefs that you have, the thoughts that you have, the way that you, you know, spend your day. What are you listening to? What are you looking at? Are you moving your body? Are you showering? Are you putting jeans on? Like, this is the first day I've put on jeans, by the way, and it feels very weird. (laughs) But like, we are still in choice. And I think that most of the people on this call are probably a little rebellious, which is why Mm -hmm. they are in this space. And so how can you rebel in a way that is positive and constructive for you Mm -hmm. and know that you're not being forced in any way other than to protect other people by staying in your house. Other than that, you're not being forced to do anything. So what can you do with this time for yourself in choice? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's such a beautiful point. And then just seeing even when you reframe that and when you have reframe that choice and reframe that experience, just how much more of your energy is freed up. It's, it's amazing. Really. It's like, wow, I, I actually feel more vital. I feel more energized. I feel more clear because you've kind of broken free from that. You've, you've made the, the, the choice and that experience because you exactly, you always have one. And I think that's such a beautiful point because one narrative is that exactly, I have no choice. I have no option. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing I can do, you know, um, it's, I'm confined. I'm, I'm, I'm boxed in. And it's like, well, how can I have my own sort of, you know, experience of that, of my own, where I'm not confined, I'm not boxed in and just even changing the, changing the, the narrative or changing the, 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 the thought form there. But another thing I want to touch on, I don't know why this is coming up, but and I think I mentioned this earlier, but I forgot to go into the point is just this kind of this idea of being a really sensitive person in this time. It's a very interesting, I was saying to someone the other day, it's a really interesting time to be, you know, empathic. (laughs) It's like, wow. Uh, Very, you know, interesting Um, and and tough, not always beautiful and easy and, and, and things like that. And we're really kind of feeling the, the, I mean, there's so much that so much energy that we're kind of unknowingly, knowingly taking in through our, physical bodies, our energetic body, all of this, all of this kind of stuff. And I think that that's the other thing as well as just knowing because we're, we are evolving at the same time that all of this is going on. We're also getting a a physical and energetic upgrade in, in the body, in, in the, in the, in the energetic field. And so that just automatically makes you more open, like open kind of cells, open energy field to whatever it is that's in the environment or whatever it is that we're reading or what we're taking in or things like that. So be mindful of that. You know, it's, it's not the same. How you're taking in energy right now is not the same as how you were taking in energy a month ago or even two weeks ago. So that's really important too, for people who are empathic and quite sensitive during this time. They're like, you know, I've been, I was talking to people and and they were like, you know, I'm not sick, but I've been having like chest pain and this and that. And they're actually feeling the energetic kind of imprint of the, the, the virus, the viral situation in their own body as sort of a, I know I've had that experience even too, um, you know, had a little, you know, late night, like Googling session and, you know, some telehealth, in, you know, <laughs> um, but, but, but it, it's all good. Um, but, but, you know, but that's the thing too, is just be aware 
of not only are you dealing with the, and, and working with kind of the physical aspects of this whole situation and the and all of that, but you're, the, un, another layer is also the, the energetic or the, the kind of the sensitivity aspects of all of this too. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other story. So yeah, that felt really important to mention too. No, just- I think that's so important. I think, you know, for people that are sensitive and are empaths, it can be a very trying time. It can also be a beautiful time yeah. to really learn boundaries and to yeah. understand what sensitivity feels like in your body and to create that mm-hmm. self-awareness, which I think is so important. We just got this question, which I think is really, really amazing. Yeah. Um, they said, I feel compelled to dive into my spiritual practices during this time at home, but feel that the darkness and negative energy seeps through and is rising to the surface to be addressed despite mm-hmm. having the intention to be light. Any mm-hmm. tips for confronting this and taking back the power? The dark collective can be a scary foe to face. What a great I question. Know. That's fantastic. Amazing. Beautifully worded as well. Um, bravo, whoever, whoever asked that question. Uh, so yeah, so that's, a, this is a really interesting point. And I've been talking to people about this a lot is that there is that, you know, there's that call or that pull for a lot of people to enter into or start to engage on a deeper level with kind of a spiritual, uh, spiritual practice. And the interesting part of that is, is that I, I, I echo your experience where we kind of go in and we expect to experience light and enlightenment and all this kind of stuff. But then there's, you know, there is those kind of that darker um, cloud, I guess, or that darker kind of um, uh, force or that darker energy, which is, that's the polarity. You know, we're living on a polarity planet. There is that, there's that dark and then there's the light as well. And what I, what I say here too, is that again, actually coming back to what Kelly was saying is that everything is a choice of how you even want to experience your spiritual practice or your kind of a spiritual connection practice. And so, you know, you can actually direct your energy of kind of like, okay, I want to actually work with this, with this dark negativity or whatever forces that I feel, um, and kind of move, work with it. Because here's the thing, the 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 dark the, the dark forces and that kind of this is why the power of you know of, of meditation and prayer and intention and all of this is so important at this time right now because we can actually influence that and we can actually work with that so that might actually be kind of a a little tap on the shoulder for you to actually kind of work with that as a as a as a practitioner a spiritual practitioner as a as a as a yeah spiritual practitioner i believe everybody is intuitive or spiritual practitioners of, of some on some level and so that might actually be a call for you to go into that and for you to work with that and for you to add light into that kind of the other side of the polarity and then come back into your your kind of personal experience but i won't you know i won't sugarcoat it you i completely agree with you where there is a lot of darker kind of forces and, and controlling forces. And again, I think it's just how we, how we react to that, how we interact with that um, and, and only kind of doing, you know, things that feel good to us. But the other part of that too, and this is another thing I was going to touch on is that the, the other side of the coin is that in times like these, one thing that I always say about intuition is and, and, and connection is that, there's, there's kind of, I mean, there's a couple things that can sort of affect and influence our clarity of, of, on that level. And the, the number one is kind of feeling, uh, I mean, noise, chaotic, kind of either chaos in the mind or in the, in the media or what we're taking in. That's a big one that can kind of cloud and prevent the, the clarity coming through on that level. Um, but also 
a, a kind of a imbalanced or, or a, a shaky nervous system uh, or an activated nervous system. And so that can actually, that can affect and influence and impact our connection as well. And I mean, those are two, two things that pretty much everybody is experiencing in one way or another where, you know, our nervous systems are, are struggling to take in the amount of information and stimulus and, and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, I, I hope I answered your question. I think, was, there, was it a two-part two part question? Was there something I'm missing? Um, let me go back. No, I think you, I think you okay. talked about it. Yeah. I think that's okay. perfect. I think, you know, so often <laughs> spiritual bypassing, man, we get oh, into yeah. this place as like teachers and in the spiritual yeah. space and we talk light, 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 and mm-hmm. so much about light and it's yeah. not always light. And I think something mm-hmm. where I feel like I miss a lot of teachers is that mm-hmm. they have done a lot of the shadow work for years. Yeah. And they've gotten through a lot of their darkness. So they are more in light. They are lighter. They are in a different place. Well, when you're teaching and that's where you're coming from, sometimes it's hard where Mm -hmm. other people are to resonate with that because they're like, I'm fucking deep in darkness. Like, I do not understand where you are. This doesn't even make sense. It sounds like gibberish. So to understand that there are people teaching this and talking about it that have done work for so long and to acknowledge that they have been in that darkness and to understand there's nothing wrong with where you are and that you will go back and forth between feeling the darkness, feeling um, kind of like in a fog and in a cloud and not like you're able to see clearly. And then yeah. you'll have days where it's light and open and you're like, holy shit, downloads clarity. I get this. I'm intuitive. I feel it. And then you'll go back in and and to honor the ebbs and the flows and to know, especially at a time like this, where there is so much energy popping everywhere. Mm-hmm that if you are that in tune, you are going to feel other things. And so to also understand at this time how to, and I would love for you to speak to this actually, how Mm -hmm. to discern between your own emotions and energy and other people's. I had a couple of days last week where I had no idea where things were coming from. I was like, wow, I thought I was okay. And all of a sudden I'm just like hit with a bus of emotion Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel like it's mine and I don't understand it. Well, I realize I am sensitive. I am an empath. I am taking on other people's energy, whether I like it or not. And so how can I create boundaries and know what's mine and what isn't? Just a quick interruption of this amazing conversation with Emily Green to tell you about something I have been doing a lot more lately, and that is using CBD. We all know that, especially in the chronic illness community, CBD can be so helpful, whether it's topical or oils that you take. And right now, as my anxiety has been a little higher, as I haven't been sleeping as well, and inflammation has creeped up in different ways, I've really leaned on this incredible company, Ned. And the reason that I love them is because they use cold extraction, very gentle and slow. They treat the plants so well. They are literally infusing all the good vibes with binaural beats, positive affirmations, and incredible energy. I've never heard of a company doing that with a brand, let alone plants and understanding the power of the earth and what they can provide for our bodies. It's super clean, nothing synthetic. They don't even put flavors in this stuff, you guys. They really believe in purity And I am totally on board with that because we know about artificial flavors and things that are quote unquote natural that really aren't. 
So this whole team said, we're not even going to go there. Let's keep this really clean. And I appreciate that about them. It's helped with my anxiety, sleep, inflammation. I'm actually right now on the Natural Cycles collection, which I love because my hormones have gotten a little wonky since we moved to Colorado. And I've been taking different supplements and herbs to really help with that. So adding in the Natural Cycles collection, so helpful. It really, really calms the nervous system and helps me relax, which really allows hormones to come back into balance, which I just appreciate so much. So we did a special deal for all of you, of course. So if you go to helloned.com slash Kelly T or enter Kelly T at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Yes, you're welcome. Go to helloned.com slash Kelly T, get your discount. Let me know what you think. I absolutely love this company. So grateful for the way they operate and why they're doing the work they're doing, especially now. All right, let's get back to this conversation with M. Sometimes what can be confusing about that is that it kind of, it's almost like it seeps in without our kind of, it can feel like it seeps in without our conscious awareness around it. And all of a sudden we're like, whoa, just like you said, it kind of comes in. It's like, where did that come from? And we automatically, when we're in a human body, we automatically kind of equate what we start to experience mentally, emotionally, physically as just automatically ours, because I am feeling it in my body at this time, at this experience, then this is, this is mine. And starting to have that awareness where you kind of actually go back and kind of go, okay, hold on, you know, 10 minutes ago, I was doing just fine. And then I almost have in this experience, one way that I start to get them to define it, because that's the main problem is that they just don't know where is it coming from? Where is it coming in? Where did I pick this up? Maybe I didn't pick it up anywhere. Maybe it just kind of entered into my experience, into my, into my field, into my, into my body. And so I just say, okay, first of all, first step, go back, you know, go back a couple steps and just kind of see, okay, you know, I was talking to this person and they were talking about this, or I was reading this book and there was something that triggered that, or I was watching the news or it came up here, you know, so that's the number one thing is I have people kind of look back through their external, what they were taking in and their external environment. And, and it's just, it kind of, again, it's very unconscious. It just sort of starts to seep in and all of a sudden we start to experience the emotions. So I'll actually, one thing that I used to get people to do, I don't do this much anymore, but have them they were kind of getting clear on like empath boundaries and things like that. I would have them keep like a tracker, just a journal throughout the day of, okay, I had this conversation with this person. They brought this up 10, 20, you know, AM, 10 minutes later, I started feeling intense anger and I didn't know where it came from. And then we go back, oh, is that actually something in that conversation with that person kind of triggered some sort of hidden anger that I'm now experiencing here. So obviously that's, you know, our own experience and our own energy. Um, or, you know, it could be somebody else is experiencing anger, anger, anger. We're having a conversation with a friend or someone on you know, social media is experiencing some form of anger um, or whatever the emotion is. And, you know, uh, it can sometimes be quite delayed, which I think is also what's sort of confusing too, is it's a delayed kind of presentation of the experience of the, of the energy or the emotion or whatever it is. And so just kind of, that's, that's one way to really just start to have awareness around it is, okay, how do I kind of go back and sort of go back in and, and then awareness is the first part. And then once we have awareness, we can start to, just like you said, start to kind of build up the, you know, build up the boundaries. Now I have an interesting perspective kind of on sensitivity and, and empathy and all that kind of stuff is that 
it's kind of almost like when we are sovereign beings, we are, we have, we are sovereign, powerful, powerful, powerful people. And, you know, we can be incredibly sensitive and, and we are incredibly sensitive, but when we start to experience uh, emotion or a feeling or something that is not ours, whether that's kind of from the collective or more in our personal circle or things like that, it can be really easy to go. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, this is violating my energy and I'm taking this on and it's not mine. And we can kind of get like a little, so we, it's power, we give our power away, right? Where it's like, they have violated my energy. They've come into my energy field. I've got this person's energy and I can't get rid of it. And so that's us literally hemorrhaging our power and saying they have, they have taken over my energetic emotional experience, right? So I always like to reframe it from the perspective of, you know, and this isn't always popular, uh, perspective. Um, but I uh, like to reframe it from the perspective of, like you said earlier, everything is a choice. So when we start to experience an energy and our emotion, um, that is a choice. We are on some level and some people go, no, 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 I'm not allowing that. You know, how could I'm not allowing that in, right? Um, but on some level we are kind of subconsciously or whatever, allowing that energy in. And, and that's, it's a whole, another whole power thing where, you know, we are actually hemorrhaging our, so but it's actually very empowering when we start to think about it that way of like, actually, nobody has the, the um, this is a beautiful boundary kind of technique or work is that nobody has the ability or, or nothing has the ability to permeate my energetic field without my express consent. Um, and, and so when we actually start to think of it from that perspective, it's very empowering. And, and then we might think, you know, we're still going to experience the emotion. We're still going to experience the energy. It's still going to come in. But, but we are kind of saying, okay, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking on this energy or this experience right now. Um, and, and I've chosen to that, but just like you said, and that automatically just changes the game. Then when we feel better, we can kind of move through the emotion or the energy much quicker. We don't get kind of sucked into it for as, you know, as long. And here's the thing, it takes practice, you know, it's not, it, it takes practice. I'm not even still, like, what I still happens to me the whole time. I'll come off with a client. I'm like crying, like, <laughs> you know, like, Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on one second. You know, um, but, rewind, but, yeah, <laughs> go back. Where did this come from? You know, but, um, but I think that that's a really good, especially right now thinking of it, that's a beautiful boundary, a boundary kind of setting. And then obviously we can use, you know, um, powerful affirmations that just say, I do not, I do not give consent for any energy that is outside uh, of my, you know, of, of my physical or energetic experience permission to enter my field, you know, ever, unless I say so, unless I am actually saying, yes, okay, I'm willing to experience this. Um, so, and then that automatically just kind of brings us back into a way more powerful place. So yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, that's so good. And that's actually really great. It leads me into this next question we got, but it's about entities. Um, and this mm -hmm. is so good. Margo wants to know, uh, she says, I've been grateful to walk through the majority of this experience in lightness. I had chest pains at the beginning, then that fell off and I had peace. I'm not engaged with the media as I was in the beginning. The last few days I've had beautiful days, but right as I'm going to bed, the literal darkness of my environment is flooded with a sense of fear, paranoia, and some additional presence. It's unfamiliar and unsettling. How might you suggest engaging with this when it feels like an entity as opposed to a feeling I am generating? Yeah, so good, good question. Oh, good question. These are such beautifully worded questions. We got a great them. community, let me tell you. Amazing, amazing. So intelligent, really, really aware. So yeah, that's a that's a that's a fantastic question. So 
Okay, let me sit with that one for a second. There's, there's a couple layers of that. I think what I want to say here is that, first of all, I love how you change your trajectory of, of kind of, you know, being in the media and then kind of taking a step back because it's very hard. It's, 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 it's got a, you know, hypnotic kind of pulse to it where it's just, it's a compulsion to like check what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. So it takes, it takes some power to be able to do that. So good for you. Um, I'm not quite there yet either. Um, <laughs> I'm still like, you know, Googling um, anyway, but, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, so, so, and it was interesting to me there is that it's happening at nighttime um, for you predominantly which is actually very common um, in, in just everyday experience where just automatically as we, as the you know, kind of daylight starts to fade and we come into nighttime, automatically our kind of, you know, we start to produce more melatonin, the pineal gland starts to secrete and all this kind of stuff. There's a lot of great kind of scientific reasons why at nighttime our kind of energetic defenses are lowered. Uh, they're not as, it's harder for them to be as strong because our body is preparing for sleep. It's preparing for rest. And so that's just not really where the focus is. And so it's just easier kind of at that time for us to be more open and vulnerable to any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of energy, but entity specifically in your situation, which, you know, <sighs> what I would say to that is that entities are really kind of drawn they're, they're like drawn to, uh, to high vibrational kind of beings like moths on a flame. And so they see it as an opportunity to kind of influence and to, uh, you know, to, to kind of, um, it's, it's almost like feed on your, on your light or on your, you know, on whatever, whatever, like, so first of all, good for you for having the awareness of being able to kind of feel into it. And, you know, some good things to do with that is, is, is just, you know, every night before I go to bed, I just say, you do not have permission to uh, even remotely be in my space or in my, and you have to get like really firm with it. You have to be like, you do not have permission to be there. And you can actually say that out loud. Some people get a little freaked out with saying it out loud because it feels like they're talking to something. And I mean, you kind of are in a way, um, but, but, you know, but just, I am, you know, going, preparing to go into rest, to go into sleep. And I do not give any entity, any energy, any kind of negative, um, uh, whatever the thing is, permission or consent to, you know, to be in my space. And you can use a couple of colorful words, if it feels good to you. I definitely do. Um, and, uh, and, but just know that when we, when we kind of set boundaries and we say, this is what's okay with me energetically, and this is what's not okay with me energetically, that they, they have to respect your kind of your choice and what you say and what's okay with you and what's not. So it's just like anything else. If you were telling someone, Hey, that's not fine. That's not okay with me you know, sort of things. So that's the way I would go about it. But just know that, you know, you are, and just putting kind of like the bubble of protection around visualizing the bubble of protection around you and your room as you sleep. Um, and just kind of verbally setting that boundary before bed kind of thing. And then continuing to have your own, um, your own experience of it, because it sounds like, uh, you're, you're doing a good job. So good job. She um, is. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Good um, question. so I'm going to share something and I hesitate because I don't, I get nervous because I'm getting really spiritual and I yeah. am really like hopping dimensions these days. And Love it. it's not how I started this show, but yeah, I want to authentically and genuinely show up as myself. So Love it. Um, Laura Holloway is on here and she's probably laughing at me as I'm nervously <laughs> sharing this. So the last couple of weeks I've noticed every time I go out into nature, yep. I leave this dimension. I am immediately like 
zooming out. And I explain it as I feel, I feel here, my body feels here and grounded, but I also feel very much in a different space of lightness and there's no anxiety. And it's very, it's a level of connectedness that I can't even describe. And I get so many clear messages and I hear everything in my right ear. Everything for me has been audible. Um, And so it's been really beautiful. And that has really kicked in. I mean, every time we've gone into nature in the last couple of weeks, it's, it's happening. The interesting thing for me is that I've started to see things. So, and I've never done that before, aside from the Native American man when we were in Colorado together. Um, So I, the first time it happened, I saw a small man and I explained him to my girlfriends as a gnome and he's bigger than a gnome. He's like maybe three feet tall. And I saw him behind a tree and I thought I was seeing things. I was like, okay, that's weird. And then it happened again a week later same exact situation. And so I decided to ask him what he was doing there. I said, why are you here? Why are you following me? And he said, I'm just here to protect you. I just want you to know that I'm on your side and I'm here for you. And it happens every time I'm in nature now. And I always see him just kind of like propped up next to a tree. And it's always, I always feel like I'm in that other dimension. Yeah. And I feel like so many of my gifts of intuition and connectedness and just the way I want to serve from a different place. So I don't feel like I am myself when I am living this human existence on this dimension. I feel that version of me is constantly in a state of trying and proving and, oh, let me do this thing and show them that I'm worthy. But when I ascend into another dimension, I am fully in flow. There is no needing to try. I'm just so genuine and authentic. And I feel like this man or this spirit is supporting me in that space and letting me know it's okay and turning on all of my gifts at the same time. I would love your perspective because what I am hearing from so many of my friends is they are having very similar experiences. Oh, I got goosebumps. That is <laughs> I love it. Well, here's the thing is that first of all, I mean, that is just so amazing. And I love when people's kind of clairvoyant uh, ability, which is the ability clear, clairvoyant, clear seeing, which is actually seeing things in your physical reality that are, you know, they're not there. They are there. It's always there. They're, they're always there. It's just, we all of a sudden have the ability to be able to see them. And that's the thing. It's like, the veil is kind of pulled back and it's like, Oh, you were always, you were here all along. So what I think about that for you and for all of the people, you know, connected to you and on a bigger scale, if, if people who are listening to this and I have a, you know, a feeling that this is, this is, that's like where we're headed on this planet, what you you just described, that's like everyday fair. That's everyday fair. Mm. That is like, that is just what we are going to be experiencing on an everyday basis. That is actually our norm. It's actually very natural and very normal for us on kind of on a soul level to have those kinds of experiences, to be able to communicate telepathically. I always tell people like, I can't wait until it's normal to just tell, communicate telepathically. I'm going to be so much happier. Um, as, as it's going to be great. We don't have to use language. It's fantastic. Nothing gets lost in translation, <laughs> uh, you know, but, but I think that that is such a beautiful, exactly. Your gifts are kind of getting turned on. And I think that that's what's happening also on this planet too, is that there's kind of this light switch for a lot of people where, and it's it's starting to be initiated where 
their kind of psychic awareness and their psychic intelligence in one way or another. And it's different for everybody. Some people might see things, some people might start hearing kind of, um, you know, hearing a dialogue either inside of the mind or just outside of the ear. Some people may start having really intense kind of bodily sensations. Like it can just be so different for everybody. But that where we're moving on this planet is the experience that Kelly just described, which is, you know, that's again, that's like, that's just my everyday like talk, you know, in speech. And to some people that might be like, oh, that's crazy. But then I was like, yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely, you know, of course, right? But um, but that's where we're moving towards too. Is where that is actually kind of almost normalized in a way, and it's not crazy anymore, and it's not like, oh, you know, you're you're seeing things, you know, this and this or that. It's like it's okay, it's normal. It's 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 normal for us to have a psychic experience in a human dimension that is what we are supposed to be doing that's that's what we are all equipped with that's why we are you know it's like what i always say about you know having kind of a, a dormant or latent psychic awareness or psychic sight or gifts or abilities or things like that and 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 having them there but not utilizing them it's essentially like coming to earth and not using everything that we have in our toolkit to move through our human experience most most gracefully and most you know have the most fun with it um, because it's like, especially now, you know, that connection, a higher connection, a connection to, you know, experiencing different dimensions while still being incarnated in a human body, like that's, that's, that's a part of the fun, you know, that's a part of the fun. And that's a part of how we can become an interdimensional, um, when we are already interdimensional, uh, beings, in, in, you know, in human bodies, again, it's just like I was saying earlier, it's just so not black and white anymore. So I love that experience. I think that's amazing. And it just, it, you're also like really connected with the sort of the, the elemental realm, just like naturally. So elementals are like, you know, um, like fairies and, and all of that kind of beautiful stuff, like just super elementally connected. And everybody kind of has different like realms that we just sort of naturally vibe with. Um, so there's the elemental realm, there's, you know, there's kind of the, the dimensions where our, our ancestors hang out. There's where spirit guides hang out. There's like angels. That's why everybody's kind of, there's so many different people in the spiritual space who do all kinds of different things and they connect to different things. Um, and that's the beauty of having unique psychic awareness is that it's so different for everybody and where they can kind of move between dimensionally um, and super connected with that, which is cool. And that, that's all in nature. Wait, can you, ex I've never heard anyone say that before. Can you explain yeah. that? I didn't realize there were like different realms or tiers of yeah. spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, yes, totally. And actually, you know, it's funny because when I've asked about this or kind of received information on this, they always kind of, you know, they always sort of laugh at me because it's, we so like to think in a linear way of like, you know, step one. Step well, two, I'm envisioning that. a food pyramid of like yes. fairies and then mushrooms yes. and then like yes. my grandma. <laughs> exactly. I mean, pretty much. It's pretty much like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but for angels. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That, that is, it, it totally is like a tiered kind of dimensional system. And so we're kind of down here, you know, on, in, in human bodies on this sort of 3D, um, sort of very dense, like the human world is the densest um, vibration. It's very dense down here. And that's why like a lot of children who are now coming into the earth right now, they're like, you know, all they do is cry all the time because they're like, it's so dense down here and it's so different from where I came from. 
that's why I cried so much as a kid. I was like, what is this place? Get me out of here. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so, so there's kind of this, this, this physical human dimension. And then kind of right after that is actually sort of like our, our ancestors, like where ancestors hang out. So they're actually only, this is why I always say to people, it's so easy to connect with our loved ones because they really are literally only one vibrational, one dimensional step away from where we are. Um, so there's kind of ancestors, there's then the, uh, the, the elementals fit somewhere in between kind of the, um, the, the human, it's also fairly close, mental realm is also fairly close to kind of our 3D human um, experience, which is why like as children, you know, I always used to go out, play outside and say, hey mom, I just came back from playing with fairies. And they're like, yeah, okay, um, whatever you say. Right, but it's, it's quite close as well. So it kind of, you know, the elemental realms in there. And then there's sort of the spirit guide realm, which hangs out here. Um, and then there's um, angels, archangels, and on and on. And on. I don't know all of the kind of dimensional possibilities. There's many. It's so hard to quantify. But yeah, there's like tiered kind of um, dimensional. And then there's like extraterrestrials. If you want to get into all that, it's craziness. That's so cool. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Um, We have a couple other questions. So Sam, this is such a great question. She says, do you have any advice on trying to connect more deeply spiritually with spirit? It feels harder right now with all of the noise. Even if I feel like I've done a good job at creating distance from that noise, I miss my spirit friends. Oh, I know. I know. I've had a lot of people saying that, Sam, so you're totally not alone by any means. And that's what I mean is that everybody's kind of pace of how they're experiencing it. So, you know, Kelly's having these beautiful experiences with, um, with, you know, getting to see things and things like that. And I think that it's a, it's a different kind of pace for everybody. And, um, and I think what I would say there is that sometimes when we start to feel that disconnection, because I know I have felt that over the last couple of you know, weeks even too. And, and that's strange for me because I'm like, okay, hello. You know, I need you. Like I have things to do. Um, I have to talk to people. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, like, where did you go? Right. Um, but so, so what I would say there is sometimes there's actually, we're actually kind of, they sort of will sometimes cut us off. Um, and not, and not permanently. It's always completely temporary, but it's because they actually want us to experience something just through our human lens without having kind of a higher perspective. And sometimes that can feel really frustrating and that can feel really like, come on, like I, you know, it's, it's just so much more when you, when you know what it's like to move through the world with higher connection, when, when all of a sudden that goes away, it can feel really destabilizing and really frustrating. So I totally completely understand what you're saying. And what I would say is that um, when we stop trying to make it happen and we stop trying to have the connection or have the experience and just sort of like, let it be like, okay, I understand there's some reason that I'm supposed to be experiencing this temporary kind of disconnection. It's not really a disconnection, but it's just kind of like the line has gone silent or, you know, we're on mute or whatever the case may be. And I understand that I'm supposed to be experiencing this, um, from a very, very, very human perspective. And, uh, and I'm going to do that and I can do that. And then you move through it. And then after, you know, the, after that time, then your kind of connection comes back online. So it's actually really also quite normal to sometimes have fluctuations in, in sort of our connection. And again, that can be influenced by so many different things, like what's going on in the external world, what works, what we're experiencing, something we're supposed to be learning. Like there's so many different things that can influence that. So I would just say, if uh, send up a little message, you know, to your, to your spirit peeps and just say like, Hey, I, I, I totally get it. I understand that there's some reason why 
you need me to kind of be just with myself right now and be just in my human experience and I'll talk to you soon kind of thing. And then when we stop trying to, not that you're forcing it, I'm not saying that, but just like that kind of that want, just like, again, like I was saying earlier, when we want something so bad, it can kind of act as a, you know, it acts against what it is that we actually want. So that's a really good question. Yeah, too. that's so great. Thank you, Sam, yeah. for that. Um, the next one is, can you say something about connecting with the energy that is more expansive than our bodies when being in my body is a recently newfound comfort. Because in the past, being in my body was so difficult, but I believe it's love energy. I want to transcend the fear. Mm, beautiful. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, that's such a good question, right? Where, okay. Yes. So what I would say to that is that for somebody who has moved through most of their life, feeling disembodied and disconnected and out of their body and kind of living, you know, from a, disembodied, discontent, or very uncomfortable for you to be in your body at certain points through your human experience, it was actually just easier to disassociate or easier to become disembodied. And then exactly when you get back into your body and start feeling, you know, when, when you're moving through your, your process, whatever that is, and then you kind of become embodied again and start to become more connected with your physical vessel. Um, it's interesting to then kind of go, okay, how if I'm, understanding your question correctly, it's interesting to then kind of go, okay, now that I'm in my body and now how do I kind of bridge out and open up to sort of higher, um, connection. And what I will say is that something that's really great to do there is that sometimes what I notice when, when, um, when we're doing a lot of this kind of intuitive intuition work or spiritual work, and we're kind of trying to bridge our energy up, trying to bridge our energy up is that we can be really kind of upper chakra heavy where we're sort of hanging out in our upper chakras a lot of the time, which can cause that sort of, um, you know, dis disembodied kind of feeling. And so there's actually a way to have a extra dimensional, higher love kind of experiencing the vibration of love or spirit or whatever, while still being embodied. Um, while still having, you know, bodily sensations and feeling connected to the body, not feeling ungrounded, you can do both. So what I would suggest there is that before we start doing kind of any upper work, like any kind of spiritual work that sort of involves the upper chakras, really just working on the lower triangle, the lower chakra system, so we can get really solid there. And then when we start to bridge up into the higher connection, that we are so steady and we, are, we have such a strong foundation that, um, that we maintain and maintain um, grounded in, in, in our spiritual experience as well. I think, I think that's, uh, that's, that I think I answered your question correctly. Just, um, I, I hope I interpreted your question properly. I hope that helps. Yeah. I think that's amazing. All right. The last question, then we're going to let Emily go. Cause we could sit here and ask her a million questions. <laughs> what is a warlock? Oh, Oh, have you met one? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, this is a great question too. That that's another, sort of, um, that can parallel even into our conversation about in different dimensional um, beings. But I believe that, I mean, a warlock, that is typically the way that we understand that is sort of like a male, um, some male identifying person who is magical or mystical or another, whether they know it or not. And, um, and, you know, I don't have like, I'm not super, super well-versed on this I attempted to, to kind of cover, I know lots of different kind of types of, of presentations of, you know, beings and beings and human bodies and things like that. I tend to hang out with more, you know, ancestors and, and, and spirit there, you know, that's why I like every day. But, um, I mean, it, it's a, it's like a, a male person who is, uh, connected to themselves, connected to their power, connected to their intuition, connected to their psychic kind of 
connection, which um, I mean, males and, and females are typically females kind of gra- gravitate more towards it um, because there is some stigma for men around just, you know, kind of, um, you know, like all the kind of the psychic sort of stuff. But um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I would I would describe that. And again, I'm not super well versed on that. It's a great question. I mean, I mean, my first like thing I asked, like, oh, like, have you met a warlock? Like, fun. Tell me all about them. <laughs> Um, Em, I just got like five different messages from people and I thought it was really cute. Obviously I've talked to you so many times. I, I know, I know your tells for the most part, I think, but everyone wants to know one, they were saying, I want her to connect with spirit right now, or is she connected? And I, my response is she's been connected this whole time when you're looking up and you're like pausing and you're, that's when you're channeling, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you constantly have spirit with you as you're sharing this. At all times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Amazing. Yes, exactly. You're completely right. When I'm looking up, that's how I kind of get beyond my, um, my own mind and sort of just let them kind of, it's, it's how, I don't know, it's for whatever reason, I kind of haze out and my vision kind of goes up sometimes like a cross-eyed. It's really cute. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, 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 it's constant. It's, it's all, it's all the time when I welcome that in or when I kind of ask for that to happen. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to throw someone under the bus. I'm not going to name them, um, but yeah. she just texted me. So this needs to be said, cause I think this is super cool. So yeah. she's the one that asked the first question about darkness. Um, yeah. she asked it anonymously because she's still trying to, to navigate this world and be open. Um, yeah. but she says, I haven't been able to trust myself to dive in other than breath work because it's gotten dark and I haven't trusted mm-hmm. the light in me. She said, yeah. after Emily was done talking about being alchemical with the darkness and transforming it, my room started to flood with these bright white outlines of beans that I saw a couple of weeks ago before all this madness with coronavirus showing up to validate the light even more vivid than before. Then when you started talking about nature, this mother Mary bright angel figure that I saw when I was up in Ojai came through so clear when you were talking about your power. Wow. Mind blown this past hour. Oh that's my so goodness. Cool. How amazing. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. There you go. It's like, that's just even, that's what opened it up. Even mm-hmm. just that, that conversation there. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, this, whoever this person is, I mean, you're stupid. I just like the, yeah, trust yourself of that, the, to have those experiences and that you can, you're always the commander of your experience and how you want to experience things. Like, it's funny. Some people are always like, Oh, you know, you, it's, it's like spooky to experience what you experience. I'm like, no, because I command what I want to experience at all times. And so if I want like beautiful light beings and mother Mary in my space, then that's what I welcome in. And if, you know, I tend to shy away more from the sort of, I'm like, I, I don't really want any kind of freaky, like stuff. I'm, I'm okay without that. You know, like I'm good. There's some people who are into that. I'm like, I'm good. I I'm not trying to get that. spiritual freaky over here. No. <laughs> I, I'm good without it, you know, but, but some people are into that. I'm like, totally good for you. Yeah. 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 So lady, thank you so much. You are like constantly booked out for three and four months at a time. What does your calendar look like these days? Is anyone able to book with you before Christmas? (laughs) Right now, I think I'm in August, 2020. Um, Yeah. So, so that's where we're at. Um, But I am kind of in terms of private, uh, private uh, readings, but I am planning some kind of more online group events in the next little while I do these kind of online group mediumship events. I'll be doing a couple of those kind of in the, in April, May, June kind of thing. Um, So that's a good way for kind of a, um, in in a more of a group setting or group experience to have to to work with 
So, yeah. Amazing. So make sure you guys follow Emily um, so you can be updated on all the things that she's sharing and we'll do our best to make sure everyone knows as well. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being with me. So happy to see your face. Oh, you too. It's so good to see you. And and, uh, I can't wait to hear more stories about your... I know. I was so excited to tell you. (laughs) So amazing. It's so exciting when you start to see things. When people tell me they start to see things, I'm like, yes. So great. That's so exciting. Anyway. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to The Kelly Show. If you haven't yet subscribed, be sure to do so now and head to ratethispodcast.com slash Kelly to leave a five star review. And as a bonus for doing that, if you send me a screenshot of your review before you submit, I will get you a little thank you gift in the mail. All right, we have another juicy episode coming for you next week, so stay tuned. And as always, if I can support you in any way, please reach out. Remember, I'm just a DM or an email away. See you guys soon.